Welcome, 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 or welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I'm Zen, and I'm in the studio once again with Katharina. Hello. And Kristen. Hi. I love coffee. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> and this is the podcast that's all things about travel, be it destinations, customs, food, technology, intellectual, international curiosity, and exploring the world. Our sponsors, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, has a new program, The Business of Coffee, Modern Production and Processes in Columbia. And since we're all coffee lovers and fans here at Meet Us in Paris, I figured out, I figured what better time it would be, what better time than have an episode on coffee um, from around the world. Some good, some of those stories, some of them bad, but to cr- to quote Chris Lowe from the Pet Shop the Boys. Pet Shop Boys. You like that? You well, like- I mean, it's just such a throwback. But yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> quote, quote, Chris Lowe. Everything new is good, even when it's bad, because it's good, because it's new. So today, be, be, be prepared to hear some stories from around the world that we've had, uh, we've had, and find out where you can have some of these new coffee experiences too, be them good or bad. Oh, I'm going to say the shameless plug today instead of having our friend Sean do it. Oh, are you? <coughs> yeah, so <Yes. laughs> Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California Division of Continuing Education and their new program, The Business of Coffee. This two-week experiential program, developed in partnership with one of the oldest and most prestigious Colombian universities, Pontifica Universidad Javieriana, Javier... Javierana? Javieriana? Javieriana. Yeah, my Spanish is... I don't know. Many years. (laughs) uh, Offers you an exclusive opportunity to learn every stage of the coffee production business through classroom instruction to regional coffee plantations. Interested? Learn more at ce.uci.edu forward slash coffee. Once again, ce.uci.edu forward slash coffee. And spend two weeks down in Colombia. Nice. So, coffee. Okay, let's, I just thought of this. Let's start with the um, icebreaker. Okay. And this is so basic of me, I know. But everyone can relate and has some opinion about Starbucks. So, what's your favorite Starbucks drink? Huh. Huh. Well. It doesn't have to be coffee, but, you know, it's a coffee house. I guess. Um, and you can include the seasonals, the the unicorns, everything. Oh, my God. Well, I rarely get this drink, but I saw they just brought it back. I think I get it maybe twice a year if I feel like indulging in all the calories. But yeah. it's the Frappuccino Mocha Cookie Crumble. Oh, that's quite a creation. Yeah, it is super good. They just released okay. it um, a, f- a week ago. I saw it again on the menu. But it's like Oreo okay. cookies okay. and chocolate like mixed in a Frappuccino. It's really delicious. Sounds good. I am not really a Starbucks fan. I knew you were going to say that. <coughs> um, well, I'm not either. I, but I, if yeah. you had to choose one. Yeah, you got to You know, one. I'm also kind of a purist. I would take whatever their dark roast they have on oh. hand and drink it black. Oh. So that's how you I drink my purist. coffee. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, actually, whenever I'm traveling around the world and if I need a good solid cup of coffee... And it's just like, I don't know anything nearby, and I'll see a Starbucks, that's where I'll go. Yeah. But personally, I'm, I'm kind of a Pete's fan. Oh, okay. My wife really? is a Starbucks fan, by, yeah. without a doubt, yeah. but I'm huh. a Pete's fan. Okay. Huh. Pete's for me is <clears throat> way too bitter. I don't know why. I feel like it's too strong. Hmm? 
Mm-hmm. But then Starbucks mm-hmm. tastes burnt, so. It, it just guess. depends. Yeah. <laughs> Water down your coffee, I don't know. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, I go in phases. So oh. there will be stretches of literally years where I just have my go-to drink. Um, and right now, it's actually a flat white. Yeah, oh, those are yeah. good. I really enjoy those flat whites. And I do I do get excited for the holiday flavors, but I'm not crazy about the pumpkin spice. I actually <sighs> love the gingerbread lattes. Oh, I never mm-hmm. had that one. So December gingerbread latte. Yeah, I think maybe even November they bring Probably, it out. Probably, yeah, But I think November. The, whatever, yeah. Anyways, that's nice. All the different coffee varieties out there. Yep. I like I like coffee flavored coffee. Oh, I love coffee flavored. <laughs> to quote yeah. Dennis Leary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the cookie crumble. What's good is you add a shot of espresso to it. Oh, so it's like more of the coffee. Yes. Good. Actually, that reminds me. I used to work at a coffee house. That was my first job um, <laughs> in high school. And we created, one girl there created, we called it the Sam special because she was Sam. And it was actually an Oreo cookie shake, but then you would put two Ooh. shots of espresso in it. And it oh. was, yeah, Yummy. it basically sounds kind of like that. Yeah, yeah it was delicious. Nordstrom has one of those Nordstrom, too. I forgot about the Nordstrom Cafe. Yeah. The E-Bar, they have one yeah. of those. It is so good. But the calories, yeah. when you look at it, you're like, oh, this don't. is yeah. all the calories for one day. All, all your sugar. Yeah, and sugar. Yeah. So that's obviously a very American institution and yes. coffee. Well, it's there kind are of places it. you can't find that. You can't find coffee like we know it. Yeah. Well, there's starting to in the be world. Starbucks kind of everywhere now. Yeah, that they're is kind true. of <clears throat> they're kind of everywhere you go. You start. I'm starting to see a Starbucks everywhere. You know, you I'm go. I'm been I going know. to countries <laughs> where there are none in the country, and it's very depressing oh, for no. me. <laughs> it's just a comfort. Just it is a comfort. Just give it some time. It's like if you see McDonald's <laughs> yeah, yeah. abroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I oh, don't really eat it in the home. States, but I'll eat it abroad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, actually, I was just, McDonald's is just like, I was, we're kind of going sideways, but I know. the proliferation Sorry. of McDonald's in Paris is just amazing. Sure. It's just, it's like, what? Yeah. It's like, the this is like completely counterculture. But, it is, yeah. But we are talking coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but going back to coffee, McDonald's actually has good coffee. I like their coffee. I actually don't really have it. I can't even have enough to comment on it, but I hear a lot of good reviews yeah. from their whole McCafe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. the coffee is yeah. pretty good. I think... Didn't they partner with Seattle's Best Coffee? And that's who uh, provides their coffee? I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but I feel like I heard that somewhere. The only so. thing you have to do when getting McDonald's coffee is you have to go during a time where there's like relatively high traffic. If it sits there too long, yeah. it's kind of terrible. But if you get it in the morning or morning, when they first yeah. brew it, it's, yeah. it's, it's a decent cup of coffee. Yeah. It really For is. a dollar or whatnot. Yeah. Not bad. So. So, I mean, coffee is something literally around the world, and it's one of those things that is different mm-hmm. everywhere you go. Yeah. Everyone has their own take. Everyone takes it differently. Um, so know, everything. Well, yeah. Before we go in- international, so yeah. where, do you, are you familiar with how coffee started? How they discovered coffee beans? Uh, what? <laughs> I thought was it was it in like Mexico. No, an, an institution like just the earliest cavemen were like brewing coffee. Was it South America. It, it apparently was. Right? My oh. understanding, coffee started somewhere in the Middle East, and we'll have to. I think. Oh, oh Arabia, Arabia, Arabia. coffee was a thing. I believe oh, that, yeah. Arabia. That would make sense. I remember that from Nutcracker and a, coffee. and a goat herder 
was tending his goats Mm -hmm. and noticed that these goats were eating berries off of a tree. And they started getting super hyper. And it turned out to be the coffee beans. The coffee The coffee berries. It's actually no, they're no, berries. No, it has chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it's their <laughs> coffee comes. Uh, it's actually the seed. Bean, huh? Right, coffee bean. That's what it yeah. is. Okay, a sorry, co- I'm yeah. going. <clears throat> but the coffee elsewhere. bean is actually the seed of a fruit. What's the fruit? It's I a want coffee. to try it. No, it, it's like a little red. Uh, a berry. Little red berry. Oh. Huh? Yeah, so it's like the stone in the berry. Okay. I wonder if we could just get the berries and eat them without having to drink the coffee. That sounds horrible because I love to drink coffee. Well, that's how you kind of get civet coffee, right? Are you familiar with civet coffee? Mm -mm. Uh -uh. So civet coffee is a coffee that's uh, a civet cat eats the berry. Yes. yes. It goes through its digestive system. It comes out the other end and people pick up what comes out the other end of a civet cat. And then they'll wash off the beans, and then they'll roast the coffee. I remember this, yeah. <laughs> and apparently it's supposed to be really good. I've never had it, but it's supposed oh to be very gosh. good. And you can get elephant coffee, too, now, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> but come on, someone so. throw out a coffee place somewhere. Oh, like abroad? Or Yeah. <laughs> it what? is a travel okay. podcast. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I guess um, Italy. Ah, yes. I'll talk about Italian coffee. <clears throat> and Ilo, is that what it is? The is coffee. It, is that pronounced? Illy. Illy. Sorry, yeah, Illy. I was thinking about. Yeah, that's Illy. like huge coffee brand, and I yeah. mean everywhere. So I'm sure they do it good. Yeah, Italian coffee. Good coffee. Yeah. Um, so when I went to Italy, I think I was 15, and I remember our tour guide was telling us if you go to the coffee bar, it's not called a cafe; they're called coffee bars. That you should order your coffee standing. And not sitting. Ah, I heard that too. So, um, when you sit down, you get upcharged for your coffee. So, normally when you stand at the bar, you have to go to the cashier and you ask them for, um, you pay up front and you say you're going to be standing and then it's only one euro. But if you, let's say, order it to the bar and you walk and sit down, then you get charged for more euro. Holy... For the same cup of coffee. Did you say four? Four euro. Whoa! Especially in the tourist areas. <clears throat> That's quite a bit different. Yeah, so f- um, tipping isn't customary in Italy. So that is pretty much including the tip, tip and the wages for the waitress or waiter. Who takes it to you? Who takes it to you. Dang. Yeah. So don't sit down. <laughs> um, and in <laughs> Italy... <laughs> Sometimes it's worth sitting down. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. But if you're... <clears throat> Yeah, if you want to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But in Italy, coffee is usually taken like a shot, so just a short espresso, yeah. super strong, and maybe you'll get one single sugar cube or a little bit of water on the side. And you can get a macchiato, which is just a stain of milk. And really the espresso is just to stand and uh, drink it very quick, so it really is an express drink. Oh, I see um, what they did there. <laughs> And then when you go and order, so here's some knowledge on how to order a coffee. So when you say un cafe or coffee, it is just espresso. It doesn't mm-hmm. come with any cream or milk mm-hmm. or, or only one cube of sugar, if if you get that. And it does come with crema, but it's not cream. But it's really foam made from the oil in the coffee bean. Mm-hmm. 
which makes it even stronger tasting. Yes. Uh, then un cappuccino. So we're familiar with like the frothy cup, and that's what you expect to get, just mm-hmm. a lot of milk. Um, if you order this after 10.30, it's really weird, and they might um, oh. give you like a funny face, like, why are you ordering cap- cappuccino? For them, they see a cappuccino is usually accompanied with food, mm-hmm. and if you order huh. it midday or before like the dinner hour, yeah. for them, it's seen as bad because the dairy is filling, and it messes up your gi- digestive system. Oh, we could probably stand to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> And then you have um, un café doppio, which we know, double, double espresso. Um, <coughs> un café americano is just an espresso in a bigger cup of hot water. Uh, Do you know where that came from? Yes. The history. You guys yeah. know the history of the americano no. coffee? Go ahead. Tell everyone. So it's... Um, it became popular during World War II when American GIs were in Italy and they would want like, because we're here accustomed to like getting a big cup of coffee. That like right. a drip water, drip, yeah, drip yeah, water right. down. And then Italy, they didn't <coughs> have that. So they created the Americano, which is they put the espresso in a large mug and add hot water. Right. It was designed specifically for American for GIs. American yeah. GIs, yep. And then if you ask for a latte, don't get surprised, we're just going to get a glass of warm milk. So you have to make sure you say it literally un cafe means... con latte, which is a coffee of milk. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's some little fun things to know before you go to Italy. Choose to sit or stand. <laughs> so I've noticed a lot elsewhere in the world, they do call, anytime it's like uh, the drip coffee, it's like often American coffee or mm-hmm. cafe Americano. But <coughs> the frustrating thing to me is like, you don't always know what it's called. Like some some places just refer to it all differently. So I get so frustrated <laughs> when I go to a cafe and I don't actually know how to order that. Like nothing is very clear. Right. Or you don't know what you're getting. So I've had a lot of weird coffee for that reason because I don't know what I've <laughs> ended up with. But um, Define weird. I don't know. It's just like not what I want. Like maybe <clears throat> I got like a latte, like just milk or something. Or I'm like, this is not, not what I wanted. Coffee. <laughs> yeah. You need you or need to go um, you you need to do some research before you get you have to I do know. your homework. I know, I really do, and I never do, so it's a problem. <laughs> so Oh, yeah. another fun fact about Ooh. Italian coffee. So normally uh, espresso is just 80 cents to one euro, which is not expensive. Mm-hmm. And that's because it is regulated in oh. the state to help um, workers. On in their, Italy. In Italy. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of that. Well, my favorite coffee I ever had was in Nicaragua. And, um, you know, most... Did I interrupt something? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Absolutely Sorry. not. Oh. Um, my favorite coffee was from Nicaragua, and a lot of coffee beans and coffee plantations are in Central America. So that's like where they know how to do a lot of this, right? But so it was like essentially like the espresso shot, which mm-hmm. was just bold and pure and just the most satisfying coffee ever. My only complaint is that. I love that our coffees in America last us so long because they're so big. Mm-hmm. So you sip it throughout the morning. But when you go to these other places, you have it for a couple minutes and then yeah, it's done. And, that's it. and I love the whole experience. I literally nurse coffee all day long. Like I have another full cup in front of me right now. So while that coffee and like the espresso in Central America is the like prime mm-hmm. like coffee in my opinion, it's like 
I often opt for not that because I want to have it all day long. And you can't have a full cup of that espresso stuff. You would probably oh. die. Oh, jeez. So. Well, maybe you can get it as an Americano. Yeah, I've never really been a fan of, like, the watered-down espresso. I'm just too hard to please. <laughs> I know. Did you add sugar to it? Or would you just take I the espresso? I have to say that adding sugar to coffee, to me, is, like, the most vile thing I've ever tasted. Really? It is so undrinkable to me when I can taste sugar in it. Oh, yeah. Funny. I just, I never, from when I started drinking coffee, I mean, I maybe had, like, a cup or two, like, in high school, like, <laughs> the Starbucks, like, you know, the non-coffee coffees. But when I started drinking it regularly in, in college, I've never in my life added sugar to it. How about cream? Creamers I really like. Okay. But it's like these days, like if I'm in a place where they like don't have creamer and I like don't like it black or something, if I even try to add a little bit of sugar, it, it becomes it. undrinkable. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. So no, I don't add sugar to answer your question. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. got, I got a ton of them. But yes. I'm going to go with a coffee alcoholic drink I used to drink. Uh, so I picked this up in Italy in in probably the 90s. I don't know if it was uh, very common at the time, but it was something that was going on at least for a short while in Italy. So you get a plate, a small plate, and you put sugar into it. So you get your sugar, you know, pour, and you put like a good maybe, I don't know, three tablespoons of sugar down there. Then you get <laughs> some coffee grounds, fresh coffee grounds. So you get equal, not quite equal, maybe one third of whatever sugar you put down there. Oh, wow. And then you stick that coffee grounds in with the sugar and you stir it. Take a ah. spoon, whatever, you stir this all together. Then you get a bunch of lemon wedges. Oh. Okay. So you take Where the are you taking us? I this know. is a very drink. interesting path. This okay. is a drink. Okay. okay. So you take the lemon wedge and, you know, the lemon's wet. So you take that lemon wedge and you dip it into the sugar and coffee grounds. Both sides, okay, because okay. it's a wedge. And now you got this lemon wedge between your thumb and your forefinger right. that's completely, uh, you know, coated in th- relatively sugar thick and sugar and coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Then with your left hand, this is part I left out, yeah. you take that chilled vodka shot off the counter. Mm-hmm. Oh my you gosh. take the shot, hold it in your mouth, stick the lemon in your mouth, okay. bite off the lemon, um, all the cells, along with the coffee and the sugar, mm-hmm. and start chewing it. And then you drink the whole thing down. Wow. But grounds are so gross to... Give it a try. Before Whoa. you... It's like our, it's the our version, yeah, of like tequila and lime and right. salt. Like the chaser for that, yeah. It's oh, but it's sugar, coffee, and it's, it's you get this kind of you get the pickup gr- pickup from the coffee grounds. Huh. You get the vodka. You get the vodka. You got the lemon. You know, lots of people like to put lemon in their coffee. Sometimes I've seen. I've never huh. heard of. I haven't either. Yeah. And it's it was this thing that we were doing in the '90s when we were in Italy, and then I brought it back to like it was strange because there was a period of time in Columbus, Ohio, when everyone was drinking them in bars because I brought this back. Oh, that's funny. So, and wow. I don't know if anyone drinks these anymore, but if you have a chance, this is something you've got to try at least once in a lifetime. Huh. So talking about once in a lifetime, I have not done this, but I have friends who apparently did. And it's like one of the like rarest delicacies in the world or something is the the like coffee from Bali that is like monkey poop or something like this. Well, I was oh talking about the civet cat, which was civet cat i mean that's civic are they, 
in Indonesia? I think maybe it that's is. what it is. Yeah. Okay. It's probably civet coffee. <laughs> Something. Yeah. They now make Which elf- I have not tried. I but. mentioned elephant coffee too, but yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like foie gras. You know, it's like yeah. they're starting to force feed animals, and it's kind of oh, like you feel bad no. about. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to partake in that. So if that's right. one of the reasons I haven't chased after that. Totally. Yeah. But um, I've heard it was good. It's good. I just don't at that want point, it. it's like I feel like. It could be good, but is it really that good? It'd be a something just to try and say you okay. did for us, yeah. I guess. But but actually, speaking of that, um, I was just in Panama, and I learned they have this blend of coffee. It's called Geisha coffee. Hmm. And it's the most expensive coffee in the world. And apparently, like, I was reading this. In 2018, it would sell for like $75 a cup, something like this, or up to like 110, and it was sold for $803 per pound. Wow. Um, Now, I actually had some geisha coffee, but it was a part of a dessert. So I like was at this um, really cool restaurant, but it was like a prefix menu, and it was a very high-end thing. And the dessert they gave us was... Um, some kind of like almost like a hot chocolate and maybe some um, ice cream but then it it had geisha coffee in it so while it was really good I couldn't separate the coffee from the actual like Mm -hmm. dish that I had but um, it was good (laughs) so I can say that that's kind of why I mean call me a purist but that's why I kind of drink coffee black Mm. it's just like once you start putting all the sugars in it and you start putting creams in it coffee kind of starts all tasting about the same if you don't have to worry about good coffee versus bad coffee if put enough sugar and cream in it yeah um but I can taste the difference between black coffees for certain so yeah sure so where was that Panama I got Chile's story Oh, yeah. So um do they they don't have coffee that far south it's only like equatorial regions right like the where it's grown organically. Yes. Well, right. Ch- Chile is a very long, thin right, country go, that goes go that from far? the top to the bottom of um, of of South America. It's pretty long, but they don't grow they okay. don't grow um, coffee as far as I know. Okay. And so I didn't know this because I know that in yeah. South America there's Colombia, Colombia, and lots of places that they do have fantastic coffee. So I mm-hmm. went there expecting some of the best coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh no! And when I got there, it turns out what they serve is instant Nescafe. No. And for Shutter. for like two weeks, I was living off of instant Nescafe. Yeah. And it. They're, actually, I will say their Nescafe Instant is better than what you have here in the United States, but it is still is instant. So um, when I see that in hotels these days, <clears throat> I just cringe. When, uh, they, when they don't give you like a coffee pot, they just give you like a hot water heater and like the Nescafe grounds. I go to tea. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's kind of like tea. okay, I'm just going for tea. Yeah. yeah. And then um, so, but this was back in the day before they had Starbucks. I think my understanding, uh, my wife just came back and they have now have Starbucks and such. But um, so if you go downtown, they have something, a cultural phenomena called Cafe Con Piernas. Oh, and you told us about this. Did I on do a this previous, a previous podcast? I think so. Oh, uh, okay. But go for it. Yeah. So, I mean, oh. so, well, then I'm going to make this shorter. The, um, essentially, Cafe Compiernos is you go into a coffee shop and they have a labyrinth and they have these tables that are just these very thin <laughs> tables, which only hold a, one cup of coffee. So it's like maybe 12 inches wide and they're on posts. And behind 
the tables, women serve you coffee uh-huh. in very tight, skimpy dresses. <laughs> and co- Cafe Compirnos translates to coffee with legs. Uh-huh. And so it's their version of Hooters with legs, <laughs> essentially. Funny. Yeah, so they serve you coffee. And, you should and start the- calling Hooters wings con <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> is- well, and there's three levels. I've only partook in kind of, I mean, I've been told, people say it's like level one, level two, level three. But like level one is essentially what I just talked about. It's mm-hmm. something, you know, you get a cup of coffee and there's women who are wearing tight dresses, but nothing too off color. Then there's ones that, are actually all the windows are blacked out and so i what is going on in there well i understand (laughs) the ones that have the windows blacked out they're more like in string bikinis Uh, serving coffee for coffee yeah for coffee and then i was told there's another level where they actually will have a guard out front and women are not allowed to enter Oh, oh, so gosh. annoying. So sexist. So, <laughs> so um, and I have never been in a level two or level three. Not to say I would never try it, just to try it. But, but um, that's just so weird. Just to with go coffee? see. Yeah. If you think about I it, it's safer. Things. It's safer than than serving alcohol and people I, getting rowdy and stuff. I guess, but like, I wonder if they do they put something in your oh, coffee? Irish coffees, oh. Irish coffees, yeah. or like it's a slang term for something else. It's not no, really coffee. It could be. No, I don't. to say? I mean, rumor has it that level three is no. may be a front for something else. But then be. again, like think about skimply dressed women serving buffalo wings. That's kind of an odd like thing, too. That's like the level one, right? That's, that would be a level two one. And level yeah. three, it's like really yeah. for coffee, blacked out window. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't been in a. Uh, oh, man. If anyone has, let us, let know, us know what's really in what's there. In there. Yeah. yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Um, but Poland, their Ooh. coffee culture oh, yes. is just kind of starting. Oh, so were they big tea drinkers before tea that? Tea drinkers, yeah. uh, yes, but um, but during the communist era, when Poland wasn't free yet, mm-hmm. um, coffee was seen as a luxury and um, also yeah. kind of a payment. Oh. You would use coffee oh. it's for like a currency, kind of, wow. uh, not currency, but I mean, it's something still to barter with. Pretty much, yeah. it's still even done today. Wow. In hospitals. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So it's you know like what? whenever. We need that. Don't, can't pay your medical bill. Give them a pound of coffee. It's ca- kind of, but <laughs> like today, um, like when my grandparents are in the hospital or like they need surgery, it's like you make an appointment and you go and then they don't take you. And then you have, to, and it's like serious. They need a serious surgery. So what you do is it's pretty much bribes. Oh, my god. You gosh. give them nice coffee. Nice pastry along with the coffee, and you have to give it to the doctors, to the nurses. So the culture is still back in the past with how Mm -hmm. it used to be done. Mm -hmm. But so, like Zen, like you were saying, the instant coffee. Like I remember Mm -hmm. in the 90s, like going to my grandparents, that's all they had. And like I remember our suitcases were filled with coffee to like give to our family because they didn't have any. Or it was really hard to get a hold of. Wow. My wife just came back from Chile Uh like literally a month ago. And I actually sent her out with Pete's coffee and something to make coffee with. We still do it to this day. Maybe not a whole suitcase, but I always bring my grandparents like two bags of like a nice 
coffee, coffee or something, even though they have like more variety now, but it's still that gesture, I guess. It's so like still... when you're, you call up your grandparents before you come over, it's like, are you going to a doctor? No. I'll bring, I'll bring, I'll bring three bags. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, so coffee and then it's like a big thing. They share it with their friends and like the family, like, oh, like they brought this coffee and like it's from blah, blah, blah. And it tastes really great. So um, yeah, coffee culture is just starting. Now there's like more specialty coffee shops um, mm. coming in. Like we do have the Starbucks and Costa yeah. Coffee is pretty big ah, in yeah. Poland too and in, in Europe, I think. Um, but yeah, so more of the coffee culture wave. Actually, um, two Polish people recently won championships in the world coffee oh, of wow. latte art and just taste for coffee. Wow. So then they're opening up more like specialty coffee shops in the capital in Warsaw and Gdańsk and Krakow. And so it's expanding. It's slow. Um, Poland's actually one of the lowest consumers of coffee in Europe. Huh. Yeah. And when I go to visit my family, now they have, like, nice coffee machines, but they only drink, like, little espressos, like, in little tiny yeah, cups. Yeah. And my grandparents always complain how when they come here to visit me, it's, like, always in these big mugs. So we always have to have little ones on the side just for when they come visit. Savor it. Enjoy more. And it's always accompanied with food. We don't just drink coffee to drink coffee. It's more like you have your coffee and you have dessert. And you have it. It's weird in the afternoon. I have food with my coffee, not the other way around. I usually, <laughs> you know, I think we probably did before America became so on the go everything yeah. now. Because, I mean, coffee shops still have like snacks and pastries. Yeah. But I like to have something with it if I can, but it won't yeah. stop me from having so, yeah. it by itself. So in Poland, you usually have your coffee in the morning of breakfast or mm -hmm. before dinner, which is weird. Yeah. That is kind of odd. So, Did I do this before about mm -hmm. why America is a coffee culture? So actually, I wanted you to say, because you did explain it to me, and I thought it was very interesting, because you tend to have these societies that are either predominantly coffee or tea drinkers. Right. And I think most people would agree that America is a coffee culture. Mm -hmm. And you had explained to me why. Yeah. So, I mean, the reason why, I mean, like when you think of Asia, Asia is a tea culture. When mm -hmm. you think of Britain, it's a tea culture. Mm -hmm. The reason why, and if you think we're a British colony, we should be a mm -hmm. tea, tea, tea drinker. Yeah. We're going against them. We're going against them. We and that's exactly like them. Because <laughs> we broke off from them and the Boston Tea Party, dun, dun, dun. where we essentially no said no more tea, no taxation yeah. without representation. And that was the big point where the United States started to reject tea and reject the British colonies. Because Even it was seen drink, as British. Because it was seen as British. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know how quickly coffee took on, but essentially that's when coffee had started taking uh, started taking off in they the didn't, United States. They would stop buying tea from Britain and mm -hmm. just get coffee instead. Yeah. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, you know, too, I remember in high school, I had a, a teacher and we were studying something and he was talking about somewhere in sub-Saharan Africa. I mean, it might have <laughs> even been like the... That can't have been the Congo because they were Danish. But it was somewhere where he was like, they have tea in the afternoon. And, of course, we were just like high school kids who didn't know much. And we were, like, blown away. And he's like, it was a British colony. Yeah. Like, they still do that. And I can't remember where it is, but I'm sure it's easy to look up. But it's like, yeah, most everybody who was British, they took on those customs. Yes, if you're, yeah. I believe, I don't know. If Even was, Polish people. Yeah. We drink coffee at, like, mm -hmm. 7 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night. 
You're sleepless, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, tea is huge. But Sleepy, the... Sleepless in Warsaw. <laughs> Spinoff. The nice. one exception to the tea in Asia is Vietnam. Really? Oh, yeah. So Vietnamese coffee is like a, a known so thing. And because they were a French, French colony. colony. And so the French brought over all their coffee and... I would argue the Vietnamese have almost perfected it because they made it their own and Vietnamese coffee will make you hallucinate. It is so, so strong. strong and they do it so good and they do the iced coffees and I would even get the not so strong ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, they're so good and the thing is they're deceptive because you can yes. like shoot like six of them in a row and not even think that you're drinking they coffee. Yes. Yeah. It's like a, drinking a chocolate bar. And it will hit <laughs> you like a ton of bricks later and you're like, whoa, there it is. Yeah. 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 But so I, I love Vietnamese coffee mm-hmm. and um, they they got that from you know the French introducing it to them and then they turned it into something totally different which I appreciate. Have you Ever guys been it? to no oh. Seven oh. Leaves? No, I don't think so. Vietnamese Is it, coffee. It's a Vietnamese cafe. Yes, they have them in Huntington, Fountain Valley. I think, I think there's one in Irvine. There is one yeah. in Irvine. Yeah. I've heard of it. We have so many great, um, like, East Asian restaurants and cafes and stuff that I, I need to frequent more. Because I would yeah. love to try more of that. I wish they were a little closer yeah. to us. Yeah. Like. Where we're at here. Yeah. Yeah. But. I got another yeah. story of, yeah. about coffee. Yes. From in another country. Um, Taiwan. Um, Taiwan, of course, is more traditionally a tea country, mm-hmm. but they've always had really strong ties with the United States. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the 90s, roughly, you were starting to see um, things like Starbucks co- copies. Mm-hmm. So you would go there and they would have these coffee shops and they were decidedly, I mean, they're just making a copy of Starbucks, you know, maybe mm-hmm. using their own colors like red or, but everything right. else was essentially like a Starbucks. <laughs> And then, so this was 80s, 90s, and then I went back five years later, or six years later, and um, they were wall white. I mean, everyone's going to them. And then all of a sudden, they were all wiped off the face of the earth. And it's because Starbucks came. Oh, took over. Took oh, over no. and just wiped out all the locals. Mm-hmm. But I went back again a couple years later in the early 2000s, and a company called 85C, Isn't which nice. offers bakeries we've talked about them before on the podcast Did we? Too. Yeah. yeah and they are started pushing back by offering coffee drinks that starbucks and also the foods mm. um the bakery and one of the most famous things is um i can never remember what i've talked about before yeah I know, but essentially it's um they they make a salt coffee sea salt coffee mm. where they put a almost like a cream foam on top but it's so like made good. out of butter oh. and salt and then their coffee is chilled and the coffee is like cream and coffee and sugar and you kind of drink that stuff and it's you got this chocolatey just a velvety kind velvety of fl- and then you oh. and then all of a sudden it cuts so through and then so you get good. some of that sea foam buttery flavor uh-huh. and it just knocks your socks off so good and add boba and mm. The other uh, thing is, <laughs> the one thing that like still exists is something called, is it Mr. Brown's? It's Mr. Brown's Coffee. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is one of the things that I've seen, and it's been decades now. 
but Mr. Brown's coffee is coffee in a can. So they're roughly about... But cold then, right? Not necessarily. What? They're four to six ounces. How could you have hot coffee in a can? So you would go to a vending machine in oh Taiwan. Yeah. And you would see like some vending machines. There would almost be like a invisible line down the center of it. And half of it was kind of like a blue color and the other half is red. And you can you would see the same Mr. Brown's coffee in the same vending machine on both sides. It's like, well, why do they have it yeah. on both sides? Yeah. If you get on the red side, it comes out and it's a war they warm it if you get on the blue side it's chilled whoa and you can buy these in the united states they're really good it's they're they're (laughs) like it's like drinking a chocolate bar as much as i say i don't like drinking coffee with sugar and cream these are the bomb you got to have these things you can get them in the states Go to a Chinese grocery store. It's kind of you can also get like Vietnamese coffees in the can. Not as good, but um, Mr. Brown's, and they also have Mr. Brown's. um, It's kind of weird. If you ever seen Popeye, yes, um, it looks like Bluto. It's like Bluto with a like a little straw American hat from like Dixie Country, and he's like holding like a cup (laughs) of coffee or something like that, and he's on the front of it. Coffee has just become its own thing its own entity like its own block on the (laughs) pyramid like it's it's so expansive now between all the lattes and the flat whites and everything that you can get it's just but also transcends cultures is that every culture has made it their own all countries have made it their own yeah so but i do wish we had more coffee shops here that were more like cafes of couches and you can that's like what starbucks used to be they used to have like checkerboards and games and stuff like that like in their shops i remember that i wish we had that so it's like a place you actually sit and like talk to people and spend time there like central perk that's not profitable yes (laughs) exactly that's not profitable you gotta turn those tables yeah you gotta turn those tables over yeah Yeah, i had a few of those yeah come on starbucks come on I tell you what, we're going to start having coffee at my house, and we're going to have it in the, um, in my courtyard. That's oh, what we'll do. Okay, nice. <laughs> have some good couches and stuff. So, how come coffee has so diversified, but something like tea feels still so primitive? <laughs> like tea is still to me just tea. You have different flavors. I guess. I think they make lots of tea. We need to bring our uh, resident expert Donna. Oh, she's down. a drinker. And but they have all sorts of chilled. Yeah, like all those like share tea, like that's yeah. huge, right? Okay, okay. So they they do make Chaw a salt tea. And maybe I'm just not a tea drinker. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. probably. They, they do actually have quite a bit of uh, it, but it tends to come from Asia. Yeah. Okay. And like or like the teas with boba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have like okay, a okay. milk milk, milk teas, teas with bobas and sense. you know all yeah. sorts of jellies and stuff like that. I just don't know what I'm but talking about. But they kind of gone. <laughs> You're coffee. Yeah. I am. I am coffee. Team coffee. Yeah. I I always get perplexed like when I go to those coffee shops and they have the really off the wall flavors like lavender or rose or something like that. Like I'm so intrigued to try it. But I'm so paranoid that I won't like it, and I really like need my coffee, so I always yeah. like end up with Old Faithful or something. But are teas or coffee? Coffee, Re- coffee. Lavender. Yeah, you know, that's and like rose. a new thing. Yeah. yeah, I've tried it, and mm-hmm. it's good for a few sips. Okay, but it's like I can't have a whole finish. It's like thing too it. much. Is it perfumey? Kind of. Yeah. 
It's a little aromatic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, people are coming up with very like almost like non-edible flavors these days, like <laughs> tree bark and like didn't Starbucks really have like that like tree? What? Everyone, it was like a fur coffee, fur latte, and everyone was saying it just tasted like a Christmas tree. I didn't have it. Oh, that's it's like funny. someone, like someone put a bunch of pine needles into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's going off the charts these days. But I, Jeez. I mean, I appreciate the diversity of it. But I like coffee yeah. flavored coffee, as yeah. I mentioned yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But, oh, oh sorry. My my last thing, my favorite thing with coffee is in Spain. I forget what it's called, but like McDonald's serves it because it's such a popular dessert. Is when they give you like a scoop of vanilla ice cream and they pour espresso over it. Oh, mm. it's cafe. Alamond, right? Coffee. Is that um, what it is? Coffee over ice cream. Yeah. Something like that. You can get it here too. Okay. I've had it a few places. Love it's really it. Yummy. Yeah. They mm. just pour the espresso over the ice yeah. cream. Yeah. It's good. It's the best. Well, since we're out of stories, I, I got a closing <laughs> story. Yeah. <laughs> Our closing story is this actually came out on April 10th, which I thought was absolutely hysterical because I didn't know. Um, most countries have something called a strategic reserve. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this. Nope. A strate- <laughs> I think I know this story. So a strategic reserve is where the government stores a certain amount of food, um, oh. things like ammunition, like gasoline, in case you go to war or natural disaster. So like if all your gas goes, there's like mm-hmm. you can't get gas. We have a strategic reserve of gasoline until we can get all the wells going again, et cetera, okay. et cetera. But they also store food. United States, a lot of our food is stored as cheese for some reason. Cheese? Yeah, that doesn't a, sound like it would store very well. Um, che- they they have cheese caves filled. Well, right? Yeah, they have caves filled with the American more cheese. Aged, the better. Yeah. But I guess in my mind, it needs to be refrigerated, right? Yeah. Um, it can be kept at low temperatures and underground. Um, it's always okay. fifty-five degrees. Because I mean, like, what if it's a natural disaster and we don't have refrigerators? <laughs> well, that's sure. it. Is cheese? Okay. Um, okay. I mean, underground. Ever go splunking? What? A splunking? What did you call me? No, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know what that is. <laughs> splunking is um, caving, like where you go cave. Um, if you could not tell from my reaction. Apparently yeah. not. No. So uh, I've done a lot of things in my life. So um, it's always, if you're anywhere, in, let's say Kentucky, right? It could be 100 degrees out, but once you go 100 yards down underground, cold, 55 degrees. It could be I've experienced that, yes. Negative 10 degrees okay. outside mm-hmm. in Kentucky. You go down 100 yards, yeah. 55 degrees. It's always 55 degrees, something like 100 yards down below. Mm-hmm. So it's huh. it's like a natural cooling and natural okay. warming. Yeah. 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 And it just happens apparently cheese Likes works. That. Works it's, well there. Yeah. I okay. mean, it's a little Too bit. Too bad for all those who are lactose. Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> it's sorry. a little bit warm to I'll keep milk. I'll have cheese but. portions. Oh, man. But going back to the strategic reserves, yes. the strategic reserves of Switzerland. In Switzerland, oh. last month on the 10th, they have now declared coffee is not an essential. <gasps> Apparently, all of these years, the Swiss have been carrying several months of coffee or whatever in That's their strategic funny. reserves. So How now. How th- dare they? <laughs> if I was Swiss, I would renounce my citizenship. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's just like. If there was something like a like a disruption of the supply chain, it's just like, and I would just have to leave and move to another country, oh renounce my citizenship. Well, right? you're not too far from really good coffee places, you know. It's small and surrounded by France and yeah. Italy and <laughs> yeah, all those places. So, wow. 
Wait, so do we know the full range of like the U.S.'s strategic reserves? I mean, do it's stuff like gasoline. I yeah. don't know. Actually, we should go look that Starbucks up. Starbucks probably has their own strategic I know, reserves. Seriously. But it's yeah. usually things like grains sure. that keep in silos and, and yeah. like coffee. I'm not coffee necessarily, but like oil and gasoline and cheese. Well, this is reminding me of when you're a kid in California, you have to come to school with an earthquake pack because we were prone to earthquakes. You aren't from here, from- so you don't know. Um, and so at like the start of the year, you would have to have an earthquake kit of like things you could eat in case you couldn't get home. So everyone always had stuff like Vienna sausages that were like in the cans. <laughs> so it was like always like these canned goods, granola bars, things yeah. had long shelf lives. And I remember you would always like the last day of school, that would be what you would eat. They'd be like, everyone gets their earthquake pack back because oh, we no. survived this year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, my and so goodness. That's I'm just hysterical. imagining That's like the US funny. reserves being like Vienna sausages and granola bars. And canned food. So, yeah. yeah, canned corn. Funniest thing is I have a, a, a life straw but, okay. like, since we live in California, good luck in finding a puddle to drink from with a oh, life straw. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, True. I got this thing that will filter any type of water, but try to find... The ocean. Yeah. I don't think it, it will take out saline. the salt. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it would take the salt out. But mm-hmm. Okay, with well, with that, let's close this up. So, um, once again, if you enjoyed our show, we'd love it if you give us five stars on iTunes or in Google Play and help our podcast grow. You can find previous episodes at sites ce.uci.edu forward slash meet us in Paris or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and uh, you can find us at meet us in Paris podcast or just meet us in Paris and you can find photos of our adventures around the world. We'll put up a lot of coffee photos this time and interesting articles on traveling and more. Last of all, before we get jet off, we'd like to give a big thank you to our sponsor, University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, which offers only the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or are looking for a new profession, check them, check them out at ce.uci.edu. You won't be disappointed. Thanks again for tuning in and bye. Bye. Adios, amigos. Bye.